This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, October 26th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the U.S. $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operations system of record helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid monetization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheff as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, AKA follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in D.C. advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's, let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. infrastructure bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Upstream services company Halliburton said its performance in North America improved and the future was bright, giving some support to the longevity of U.S. oil and gas production. Halliburton reported total revenue for the third quarter of $5.4 billion, a nearly 6% improvement over second quarter figures. 
Southwestern Electric Power Company, a unit of American Electric Power, has spent more than $1 billion in recent years to decarbonize its electric generation mix. To accelerate its decarbonization journey, last month it released requests for proposals for up to 2,400 megawatts of new renewable generation. The RFP, issued on September 29th, calls for up to 1,900 megawatts of new wind resources and up to 500 megawatts of new solar generation. A new oil discovery off the coast of Argentina is brightening the country's energy prospects. Exploration efforts by YPFSA and Equinor at the Archrich Project have brought to light new oil deposits that could be as vast as the Vaca Muerta Shale Reserve, one of the world's largest non-conventional oil formations. As a result of the exploration efforts, Argentina's Minister of Environment and Development launched a public audience with dozens of energy, environmental, economic, and labor experts about the prospects for Ardrich. The objective of the event was to measure support for developing such large projects off the coast of Buenos Aires. Valero posted strong quarterly financial results thanks to its refining segment, which brought in operating income of $3.8 billion in the quarter, compared with $835 million for the third quarter of 2021. While the company continues to make improvements and additions to its traditional refineries, Valero, like other energy companies, also is pursuing greener endeavors such as renewable diesel. And Eli Lilly has been granted planning permission to construct $390 million cell therapy manufacturing plant in County Limerick, Ireland. The project will involve the construction of numerous buildings at a greenfield site at the Raheem Business and Technology Park, which is owned by State Body Industrial Development Agency, Ireland. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.